Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, October the 28th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, eloquent, which means marked by forceful and fluent expression. Eloquent. Hope everyone's enjoying their Friday. The end of the work week is here. Finally, man, it's here, it's here for some, but you know, hey, I have to work this weekend, but it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be. And for those that have the weekend off, congratulations. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, the end of the work week is here, man. Uh, the weather here, uh, hey, temps are in the uh, 70s. Oh, man, I almost said 90s. Oh, man. Uh, temps are in the 70s, uh, but the 60s are expected this week weekend or mid-60s. Of course, we're expecting some rain, especially on Monday, Halloween. You know, I almost forgot. About, I, I completely, I didn't almost, I completely forgot about Halloween. Uh, it just doesn't excite me like that anymore. I guess because I'm a grown adult. <laughs> just doesn't excite me like that anymore. Just doesn't, just doesn't. All right, let's move along here. Man, uh, college football last night, North Carolina State versus Virginia Tech. And State won. After being down uh, with only three points on the board, they fought back and won 22-21. to 21. All right, NC State. And they're calling them, uh, if you remember the uh, early 80s, the basketball team, it was called the Cardiac Pack because they could win some games and they would lose some games. They would be down. Same as this, this game was here last night with this football team. Uh, that was the, the way it was in the 80s. With that great uh, NC State NCAA championship basketball team, so hats off to uh, the Wolfpack. They pulled it out. They were uh, they were underdogs. I'm sorry, they just were. And uh, continuing on here uh, with some more football news. This is the NFL. Oh man, the woes continue for football. Tommy and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost to the Ravens, Baltimore last. Lost to the Baltimore Ravens last night, twenty-seven to twenty-two. And football, Tommy set another record. Uh, the most sacked quarterback uh, quarterback in the NFL. He was sacked two times last night. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, it's not a record, but the Buccaneers are on a losing streak, three games. They've lost three games. Man, and this is also the first time, I guess this is a record also. Uh, like I said, they lost three games in a row. And this is uh, since 2002, they're saying. This is the first time that uh, football Tommy has been on the uh, a losing streak. It, man, certainly uh, set some records last night. Most sacked quarterback uh, quarterback in the NFL, and uh, as far as losing streaks go, since going back to 2002, he set another record. So he hasn't been on a losing streak like this since 2002. Man, hate to hear that, old football Tommy. <laughs> uh, he's still he, he knows he's in it. He knows he's in it. Uh, honestly, truthfully, for me, I, I just think he should have went on and retired last year. Him and Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I'm not knocking them. They are some good, they're great quarterbacks, but you got to know when your time is up, fellas. You just do. And I think you guys are, are overdue. I mean, hey, just bow out gracefully because right now you guys, if, if you decided at the end of the year to retire now, you're going out on the losing, the losing end of the stick. 
I'm not too sure. I don't know if it's ego or the, the mindset that you can't do anything but play football. But, yeah, those two guys, they should have went out last year. Just just should have. Man, two records in one game. <laughs> Most sacked quarterback in the NFL and uh, a three-game losing streak he hasn't seen since 2002. Wow. Uh, well, And uh, with the continuation of the losers, the Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> 0-4. They were defeated by the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night, 110-99. Uh, I think LeBron came out and said he doesn't have any shooters on his squad. Why, really? You think? Uh, man, like I said before, the, the Lakers just look horrible. Man, as a Lakers fan, I, I can't even remember the last time they looked this bad. Uh they can't. They can't do anything. They can't control the game. They can't uh, can't get a lead. Can't fight back from a, a deficit. They're they're making turnovers. They're throwing up bricks, air balls. Oh man, they look like a, a, a bottom of the heap team in the NBA. Have not seen this in forever. Uh, maybe it's just me. But I can't remember the last time I saw the Lakers look this bad. Even if they were on a a losing streak, the the team as a whole just looks horrible. No fundamentals. No enthusiasm. It's like they're just there, taking up space. Man. We'll see what happens. The season is still young. Like I said, they're 0-4. We still got the rest of the season. Maybe they can make some headway, turn some things around, make some moves. Uh, Maybe might have to get some players up out of there. Maybe. Hey, who knows? Well, uh, also, man, hey, the World Series is set. Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros tonight for game one. You know, I'm not really a baseball fan, but I just thought I would say that. (laughs) I just did. I just did. Uh, Maybe Houston can uh, uh, shake that little uh, thing they had going on. Because, you know, uh, years ago when they won the World Series back at some time, in 2000 or something or whatever, uh, they had a little bit of controversy, folks. That I think it came out that they were cheating somehow, some way. Huh. So you know, all eyes is, is going to be on Houston, man. Uh, probably, it's, I think it's going to be a good World Series. Like I said, I'm not a baseball man like that or fan, but um, I, I may watch a little bit of it. I don't know. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros, first game of the World Series. Woohoo! All right, uh, let's move along here also. Matt, hey, 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 hey. I I haven't really talked about this, but uh, looks like it's final. Elon Musk has purchased Twitter for however millions. He's purchased Twitter, and he's saying that, hey, he's going to turn things around. He's going to open Twitter uh, back up, uh, free speech. He's going to restore some of those accounts that have been uh, blocked or taken down, most notably Donald Trump. But he's saying, hey, it's going to be free speech. You're free to say what you want to, but you're not going to be free from the consequences if you have, or if your speech is deemed to be hostile, stern, and inciting violence or hatred. Now, isn't that what the former Twitter execs did? Speaking of the Twitter execs, he came in and he fired a lot of them. <laughs> well, when you pay uh, however many millions or, or whatever, or what have you, it's your company. You can come in and do what you want to. Ain't no need folks screaming about he's so cruel and harsh. Hey, hey, that's his company. He bought it. 
That's his money. So he can come in and do whatever he wants to. Uh, that's just what happens when most bosses take over. It just is. Start letting folks go. Now, he came out and said that, you know, at one point in time, they were saying he was going to fire over 75% of the staff at Twitter. He came out and said, no, nah, that's not true. Uh, wow, if he was to fire over 75% of the staff at Twitter, who's going to run it? Uh, do you have that many people on standby to take over, step in? <laughs> I think not. But yeah, he came in and fired some of those execs. One in particular that had been on him for a while, and he came in the door and got rid of him quick, fast, and in a hurry. Wow. Uh, Twitter is now owned by Elon Musk. How about that? How about that? How about that? All right, we want to go get it a little early here today. Just wanted to talk to you guys about uh, a little bit. Um, man, the feds, uh, well, not the feds, but there has been a inflation report that has been re-released. It was released uh, yesterday. And let's just say they're saying the U.S. is at uh, an inflation rate, I guess, of 82 Percent, you know, with gas, food, rent, mortgage rates, everything is up, and they're saying, uh, uh, even though there is uh, doom and gloom in the future, because a lot of economists are saying, whether it be before the year's out or at the beginning of next year, 2023, there is going to be a recession, whether it be small and fast, or whether it be small and hard, or long and hard, drawn out, whatever, what have you, these economists and, and, and financial specialists are saying, hey, there's going to be a recession. But it looks like the U.S., and a lot of people are, are saying, hey, kudos to the U.S., uh, we're only at 8.2%, and and the jobs num- numbers are, are looking pretty good, too. So this, they're saying this is a shot in the arm for, some, for the Democrats. They're doing a great job. Now, another thing, uh, side note, and, and it kind of got me to thinking, and, and it made me um, really sit down and think and kind of made me a little bit upset also. Uh, this side note, I, I see a lot of people, and 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 when I say people, a, a lot of those, uh, let's just be honest with each other, those on the Democratic side, they came out with some numbers also, uh, some compare and contrast numbers for the United States versus other countries in this other countries in this great world of ours. They're saying the Netherlands inflation rate is at 14.5%. They're saying Russia is at 13.7%. The United Kingdom is at 10.1%. And Italy is at 8.9%. And they're saying in comparison to that, the United States is looking pretty good and it's and it's it's doing outstanding. Now, the feds are, uh, many are saying the feds are expected to raise interest rates before the year's end. Now, with that, those interest rates being raised, and I'll get back to this little compare and contrast because I'm going to tie all of this in together because it kind of made me upset. It just did. Now, with the feds expecting to expected to raise the interest rates on um, mortgages, uh, man, for a lot of families, it, it may just put them under. Because what a story, an article I read was they said if you to compare it or to put it in layman's term to bring it home to you that if you purchased a house back in January, a three hundred thousand dollar house, let's just just say, and if you were paying thirteen hundred dollars a month for uh, your mortgage, it's going to raise it to two thousand dollars a month. 
that's uh, uh, what a seven hundred dollar increase. You 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 you're taunting, or you're saying that in comparison, the most countries, the United States, on a, is is on a good path. Yeah, we have troubles, but we're working it out. But then you you're saying if the Feds raise the interest rates, and and these people that have worked hard and and were fortunate enough and blessed enough, and they could maintain and hold it all together, and if they purchase a three hundred thousand dollar house, their mortgage is going to go up from thirteen to quite possibly somewhere around the neighborhood of $2,000 a month, $1,300 to $2,000 a month. And then you, st- you, you taunt these numbers for these foreign lands in comparison to the United States and say, we're doing it. No, we're not. We're not doing good. Uh, you know me, I could care less about your numbers. I'm more on the side of the average everyday person that gets up and goes to work every day, fighting and scrounging around, trying to keep it together. And then you have these politicians, because I know these politicians are behind these numbers from these foreign lands. Uh, They come out and say, hey, in comparison, we're doing pretty good. Uh, No, we're not. People are hurting. And this is foolish for you to do this compare and contrast with other countries. I may be stepping out on that proverbial limb, which I am always doing, but I can feel, I feel wholeheartedly heartedly and honest when I say this, I don't give a damn about no foreign land. I care about what's happening right here in this country. I have to get up every day and go get it. And then you, you, you pull this crap, you pull this nonsense out, trying to deflate the, the, the seriousness of this situation and how people are struggling. Now we might have people that lose their that are going to lose their home after they worked so hard to get a home. And you tell me the Netherlands, Russia, United Kingdom, and Italy, they're in uh, inflation too, but our numbers are better than this. Well, well whoop to do for you. Who cares? No one cares about the Netherlands. No one cares about Russia. No one cares about the United Kingdom. No one cares about Italy. Folks are hurting right here in this country. We have midterms coming up. And I'm going to be honest with you because I'm going to tie in these midterms with these inflation numbers and this this, uh, possible or not possible, but flat out interest rate hike that is coming to try to keep up with inflation. (laughs) Midterms are coming. (laughs) And so much so, uh, what is it, like 11 or 12 days out, I guess. Uh, I'll be going to vote Tuesday. I, it's my day off. So I'll go and do my early voting. I enjoy early voting because it works right into my uh, work schedule. Now, as this relates, these midterms, because uh, a lot of people are paying attention. A lot of people are watching those Democrats and trying to see what they're doing or what they're going to do or what they have done. Uh, let's just be honest with each other. This country whether it be on the butt end of the Republicans or, or the Democrats taking over this country and it its economic outlook ain't looking too good, ain't looking too great. Somebody screwed up. And now you guys are trying to throw these damn numbers out here about foreign lands and their inf- inflation rate. Who cares? I don't. Like I said, midterms are coming up and they're right around the corner, 11 days out. Now, the Dems, the Democrats, oh, buddy, old pals, uh, you guys, <laughs> you're on your toes. You're back on your heels, fellas. You're not on your toes. You're back on your heels, fellas. Uh, 
because uh, a lot of these uh, numbers and a lot of these American citizens that, that are coming out and they're questioning and they're calling you guys to the carpets on some things because they're looking like, well, hold off, hold up, wait a minute. This something's going awry. This ain't right. This ain't what you guys said you were going to do when you got in there. And you guys have turned it completely around and upside down and inside out in whatever way you want to call it. Uh, like I said, the Dems are back on their heel. Um, this might be the fact that they're watching their own demise before their eyes. Because like I said, a lot of folks, a lot of folks ain't too pleased. And they're scrambling in Georgia, just to be, just for an example. You know, Georgia, there's the uh, governor race between uh, Stacey Abrams and, and Governor Kemp. And then you uh, also have that Walker and Warnock Warnock uh, Senate race in uh, Georgia also. Uh, Warnock, Warnock, I'm sorry, Warnock leads 52 to 46 percent over Herschel Walker. They're saying that's a slim lead. Yeah, that's a slim lead. So much so, the uh, Republicans have came to Herschel Walker's aid. Some top Republicans, uh, Representative Ted Cruz and Lizzie Graham. Despite all that Herschel Walker has going on with women, and there's been one new woman, by the way, that has came forward and said Walker paid for her abortion also. And she tells the tale that she he, he gave her the check and, and she went to the abortion clinic, but she couldn't she couldn't do it. So she came back, told him, and he drove her down there the next day and I guess forced her to get an abortion. Of course, uh, Herschel Walker has denied all of this. He says that's not true. She is lying. But another thing that has came out in a surprise twist, and it's not really a surprise twist. If you've been paying attention, you've been listening. Uh, the Democrats, they're down in Georgia and other places, but they aren't calling on President Biden. They're disassociating themselves with President Biden, and they're calling on President Obama to come up and show up at these campaign rallies like uh, Ted Cruz and Lizzie Graham. And that's kind of a, a, a shocker, because usually when you're running for a, a, a highly contested office and or, or whatever, what have you, and when you need a big wig to come in, you usually call on your president, who's supposed to be that, you know, hey, he's the president of the United States. He's the Democratic choice. He was the Democratic choice for president, so he's the top-ranking Democrat as far as uh, uh, being out there and, and, and motivating and, and galvanizing people to vote. So, But they're not going with uh, President Biden. They're going with President Obama. Like a lot of people realize about Biden, they're none too pleased. Because not only uh, a lot of Democrats that are running, they're distancing themselves from Biden. It really hasn't been out on there on that campaign trail. Now, like I said, this could this could be a case or, or this could actually be an event where the Democrats are watching their own demise before their eyes, because um, there's another possibility or flat out case of the worries of the woes and worries for the top Democrats, because uh, top Democratic head Chuck Schumer was heard on a hot mic. You guys got to be careful with those hot mics. <laughs> ah, you politicians have been getting jammed up by those hot mics. And he was on a hot mic. Uh, the president was getting off an airplane. He met him 
shaking his hand, smiling, grinning, doing what politicians say, uh, do. And he was heard on that hot mic conversating and he was giving the president a little update. And he pretty much said uh, it's going downhill in Georgia. It's hard to believe that they will they will go for Herschel Walker. And he added, but it's an early turnout in uh, for early voting in Georgia. So he's saying that's a plus. But he said it's going downhill in Georgia. They may be getting ready to, maybe Herschel Walker can get into that Senate. Ah, stranger things have happened here, folks. <laughs> Just had. And he also talked about that Pennsylvania uh, Senate race between uh, Fetterman and old good old Dr. Oz. Haven't really talked about that, but he's saying it's not to worry. It still looks good for the Democratic Party there in Pennsylvania because that's another battleground state. They need that. That's going to help control that House and that Senate. But if you guys haven't been following what's going on in Pennsylvania between uh, uh, Fetterman and, and Dr. Oz, you know, Dr. Oz from the talk show circuit, the coupon guru, and to give you all the medical advice of drinking lemon water and whatever, whatever. Uh, they had a debate. Uh, if you don't know, Fetterman had a stroke earlier this year, and I guess kind of sort of it is it appeared that dr oz would try, was trying to insinuate that he may not have be in the best of health help uh his, his his cognitive skills motor skills they're off he had a stroke yeah the guy did have a stroke and, and you know you could tell it, it, from the snippets that i saw of that debate i mean he had a stroke yeah his speech was off at times he, it seemed like he was uh trying to remember what he wanted to say uh, Dr. Oz, of course, uh, he didn't let up. He, he kind of insinuated and then flat out said he brought that to the forefront. Uh, Fetterman's help. How, how is that going to work out if, if he's uh, recovering for, from a stroke or, or might have another stroke and he's in the Senate? Uh, Dr. Oz did what a politician is supposed to do. He just did. Hey, he just did. I'm sorry. He just did. But uh, oh, uh, Chuck Schumer said that there was no worries there. It, it, it doesn't look too bad. <laughs> uh, buddy, oh, pal, you Democrats have got a dogfight on your hand. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, as far as that Abrams and, and Kemp governor race down in Georgia, um, Really haven't heard. I think that one's pretty close too. But for them to go and get President Obama and not, well, former President Obama and not President Biden, uh, that's raising some eyebrows and it certainly makes me wonder. Maybe you guys know deep down, you might have made, made a mistake putting Biden in that damn White House. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I am. I, I'm not sorry. I mean, at times it appears that Biden is he's incoher incoherent. Uh, he's incoherent. He doesn't know what he's want to say. It seems like he's stuck. He's trying to figure it out as he goes along. Uh, he, he seems off. He just does. And then with these inflation numbers, I think that plays a contributing factor, a uh, major contributing factor. Uh, the inflation numbers, 
and then the possible high, uh, uh, possible uh, interest rate hikes that are coming. Well, not possible, but they're coming. And, and then, you know, you got the crime in this country. You got uh, folks can't afford, uh, you know, to put gas in their vehicles, to go to work. There's a lot going on in this country. And a lot of people are tying it to uh, President Biden and that Democratic Party. Uh, like I said before, folks are, are starting to question, or they always question, the Republicans have taken the lead on this. That infrastructure package, many uh, are saying that this started or it, it helped push, I should say, inflation. And it did. It just did. Uh, many of you be, may say, no, it didn't. It helped. I don't think it helped because... Like I said, uh, and like many have, have said, with those stimulus checks going out and people spending money that they truly didn't have, and then those, uh, you know, that are the goods and services, it gives a feeling that, hey, we got that the American public has money, so let's start pumping more uh, goods out into the market. And then, like, hey, when COVID ended and folks had to go back to work when well, COVID hasn't ended, but when COVID died down and folks had to go back to work, they were back to pension pennies. That They didn't have those stimulus checks to splurge. So that drove up the inflation numbers. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. Uh, I'm not an economist, but uh, I ain't no damn dummy either. I know one plus one equals two. And a lot of us didn't have that one to make it two. And it's showing now. So yeah, uh, midterms right around the corner. Democrats are worried. You should be. You, you just should be. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, "Well, it ain't that bad," you must be one of those that are uh, one of those people. And I, I call these people that 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 side with the party. They belong to a certain party, and no matter what, they're going to stick by them and stand by whoever. You must be one of those. Well, you stick by them, and, and you drop right down into that rabbit hole right along with them. Try to pull yourself out. I'm not going to be blinded. And like I've always said, I'm not beholden to no political party, not one whatsoever. I, I, my eyes are open and I can see clearly we're in trouble <laughs> in this country. So you can keep your compare and contrast with those other countries. Don't care. My money's not going there. I don't work there. I don't live there. I'm not struggling trying to make a living there. So why would I care about their inflation numbers? You could keep it. I'm more worried, more concerned, more horned in on what's going on here in the United States because I live here. I work here. I stay here. I breathe here. I was born here. And we have a problem on our hands. If you're telling me you want to raise the interest rates on mortgages uh, so much so that it's going to it, it, it's going to quite possibly force many people to lose their homes after they have worked for it and they've earned the right. And they're going to lose their home while you guys kick out these numbers for foreign lands. Please, 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 please. You can keep that. You can keep that. We can, you can keep that. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot going on here in this country. Um, like I said, midterms, inflation numbers are up. 
or they're saying inflation is down, it's going down or whatever, but you got certain economists and financial advisors that are saying no matter what, no no matter what, no way, no how, there is going to be an infl- there's going to be an inflation. That at some point in time whether it be small and quick or small and hard or long and hard, uh put your money forward toward there being uh, a recession. Feds are going to raise raise the mortgage, uh, the the mortgage interest rates. You got midterms coming up. Democrats are fighting and scrounging and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, uh, it's looking good, but it ain't looking good." <laughs> Might have Herschel Walker going into the Senate. Mm, 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 mm. I ain't downplaying old Herschel, but man, oh man, oh man, of Shevitz. <laughs> what in the entire world? Well, hey. Stranger things have happened, just like I said. Stranger things have happened in this world we are living in. 49 years on this earth, I've seen some things. I have seen some things. And like I was told at an early age, as long as you're breathing, you're going to see many more. Uh, well, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to skedaddle. I got to go to work today. Like always, you know that, you know that. Well, That's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. I won't bite, I promise. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal and WordPress. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. This is Just a Thought. Amen.